Hi everyone, Air here. Today is a bonus episode. And it's definitely one that brings a big smile to my face because my birthday is coming up. I am a Gemini for those of you all have overheard on Instagram or have met me in person or even have listened to this podcast and have picked that up. And that means that my birthday is in June. It's actually June 2nd. Very conveniently, it's in the middle of the year. So in my latest book, Her Wounded Masculine, I actually wrote a poem about what it's like whenever your birthday is on June 2nd. And it's like the halfway point. That's been an expression of almost my entire life is I tend to be a person that comes into other people's spiritual journey and their growth and helps them on their way and helps them through their midpoint, their spiritual awakening, or sometimes even their midlife crisis. (laughs) But today's episode is not about midlife crises. I'm I'm doing well, guys. But it is about my last year. I have been so grateful and blessed to make another trip around the sun. And I, just like everyone who listens to this podcast, I'm on my journey. I'm learning. I'm experiencing. I'm taking a huge leap of faith and breathing in and breathing out out because not everything always goes my way either guys i'm i'm that celestial being having the human experience <laughs> but i do get to have something that does bring me even more guidance and love and abundance into my life and that's the type of career that i've chosen as you guys know i have the podcast but I am also an apothecary owner and I own a metaphysical store. I have the coaching online for spiritual coaching, self-development, emotional coaching. And I also have Tantra and acro yoga and yoga. So really blessed in the fact that I work in an industry of spiritual growth 24-7. So I kind of get this hyper dose every single day of going along towards my dharma, towards my better purpose, towards my higher self, my higher purpose of why I'm here on this planet with you all. So I want to share my experiences through the last year and how it's really developed me spiritually, emotionally, and as a person. And I've been so amazed as I just got done meditating. And through my meditation, it was a reflection meditation. And I'm like, wow, so much has changed since last June 2nd. (laughs) So much. I've met so many incredible people, gurus, celebrities, um, shamans, senseis. (laughs) lovely people, lovely individuals, souls, and 
I've been able to partner with beautiful companies that have a higher purpose and a higher focus than just making money and are there helping people. I've been able to travel and I've reshaped my entire foundation, which leads me to tell you that I'm going to call my last year, the year that I was 28 years old, my identity year. And during that meditation I shared with you guys, that word just came up over and over and over. My identity. Who am I? (laughs) Because that's ultimately always the question we're asking ourselves is who am I? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Right? Like, but who am I? I am type of just energy in it. And this last year has really taught me about identity. So let's get into it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to walk you all through my last year in a sense of chronologically, but also more importantly, the spiritual growth moments that just really reshaped how I see spirituality, but also my place in this world, my higher purpose, what I am here to do and my existence, what wakes me up in the morning. Because believe me, there's been some times during this year, I did not want to get out of bed. (laughs) I did not want to face it. I was like, okay, I am out of here, guys. Take me back to the homeland. (laughs) But let's back up. Okay, here we go. Last June, I was in a new condo. I had just bought, actually, I was still closing. I hadn't even moved in yet. I had just bought my first home. And that, that's hard. That is so hard. They don't exactly have a rule book on how you buy your first home when you're supposed to. And I had grown up since childhood always assuming that I would buy my first home with my husband and that it would be our first home. And I kind of thought in my past that that was the normal. That's how you're supposed to do it is you grow up, you get married, you find a house, and then you start the family. That was my old thought process. And that was what I was raised with. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this episode are going to say, yeah, like I was raised with that. And they raised their hand. (laughs) But I wasn't at that point in my life. I had been single for a while at that point, um, about four months. And that was a long relationship. I was dating that man for three years. So That was a huge shift. I went from living with my former lover to I'm on my own, which sounds like that Taylor Swift song. You're on your own, kid. (laughs) And I was. I was on my own for the first time. And during this time, 
I'm moving into my condo that I bought with my money that I had earned through my businesses and I had closed and I had negotiated and I had done all that boss babe type of stuff to get into my new home. Meanwhile, I am out of a relationship where I lived with this man for about three years. So shifting in two major ways, my identity right off the bat coming into July for the first time on my own with no one to please, no one to tell me what to do, how to do it, no one to be there when I woke up though in the morning, no one to cuddle with at night. It was a moment where I felt really alone, but also really at peace. So this is going to be hard for people um, to relate to unless you kind of fall in one of these categories. So the first category is if you were similar to me and had been in long-term relationships where you were like, okay, when you're with somebody, especially for long terms, and especially if you go from relationship to relationship, you don't get time to be alone and really discover who you are. What do you like? What do you want to do? What do you eat when nobody's stocking up the fridge like for you? What do you go and do to like meet people and to make friends whenever you are not making friends with their friends? And you don't have a nine to five. So like you have to really explore who you are when you're alone. And that was challenging for me because I kept on playing with different things. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to like this. And then I'd go and do it. And I'd like dedicate, you know, some serious time to it. And I'd be like, wait, that wasn't me. That was some impression that somebody else put on me that I might like, but I don't enjoy that. Or you know, I don't like that food. I had ate that food for years, but I don't actually enjoy that food. What do I like? What do I want to do? When do I wake up when I'm on my own? When do I go to bed? So there's so many different things you learn when you're on your own in your own house. And that was amazing. But also when you're on your own and you're not in a relationship with somebody. So that was my whole entire like June slash July even August experience is just, wow, like this is rocky. This is different. I'm paying the bills on my own for the first time. I'm taking care of me and the golden doodle and we are figuring out life and I'm actually doing it, which was a big part of what I was sharing a moment ago when you're like, I didn't know I could. I always thought, once again, that you go and get the husband and the husband helps you like as a team together buy this, you know, huge investment because it wasn't a cheap condo, guys. It wasn't cheap. So that was kind of my summer. I'm like, wow, late spring, summer. (laughs) But when it came to, let's say, September, I started making more changes in my life. I will be completely transparent here. I was still hanging out with my former lover, so I didn't always feel single, even though I was on my own, like without title and, you know, paying for my own bills, but like financially proving I could take care of myself, all these other things. But 
I also was like hanging out with him like occasionally. So like he didn't just like leave, leave. So, you know, he became a friend. And during that time between September and December, so let's talk about fall. (laughs) Fall, I had my businesses, of course, flying with air. And I still had my brick and mortars. And that's a little bit of a spoiler alert. Or if, you know, you follow me on Instagram or flying with air on Instagram, you already know how this goes. But hang in there with me for everyone else that hasn't. And in September, I started doing like more meditation. I started doing more reflection. And I started listening more to my intuition than ever. I was in a hyper-masculine energy because those of you all that have been coached by me, you'll real, like you'll remember this, hopefully, <laughs> if you, you know paid attention during class, that everyone has a masculine energy in them and they all have a feminine energy in them. Now, if you don't like the titles of feminine and masculine, that's okay. Some people call it yin and yang. Some people call it a intense activated energy and a resting state and a lower intensity energy. But we all have this kind of duality within us. Um, Biochemically, we call it the parasympathetic system versus the sympathetic system. But nonetheless, we all have these two energies that are always in motion with each other, always kind of like that wave in the ocean, just flowing back and forth. And during that time, the September to December area for me, I was on the young. I was in my masculine. I was in my intensity energy. I wasn't taking breaks. I had a store in Aventura Mall, and I had a store in Sunny Isles, and I had a store in Westtown Knoxville Mall. And I was just going ahead, like, going for it over and over and over. I also had the nonprofit, of course, and I had no personal life (laughs) and I was exhausted and I love the work we do. I love it. I love my team. I love every single one of our customers. I even got to meet a new customer today and immediately it was just like, can we hug? And she's like, of course. Actually, she asked me to hug, but I, either way, it, it just happened and I loved the moment. But going back, I was so in my masculine energy that I was falling apart. So here's another big lesson that I had in my identity year. And it was that, yes, I was proving to myself that I could trust myself, that I could take care of myself, that I could be on my own mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And I will even say I was celibate during all of this. (laughs) So like a little TMI, but it's so important that you get the whole picture here. So during this time, I hadn't learned how to trust myself to take breaks, to rest, to let go, to release. And that is such an important lesson I got to learn and I will continue to learn because it's a practice is the releasing, the surrender, the you can step away air and you can, you know, take a break 
I wasn't taking any breaks. And I learned that so heavily whenever I sacrifice things that I can't get back. I've missed weddings and birthdays and special events because of working and afraid that if I left for even a moment, that the whole thing would fall apart. So my whole fall was kind of a hard lesson of like, you are burning at both ends, girl. So let's, let's, let's revamp this. Let's figure this out because you can't do this. It's unhealthy. And it's actually going against everything that you coach for and you teach. And, you know, I'm a big believer, walk the walk. I never want somebody to find me (laughs) in the middle of, you know, the middle of the road, in the middle of the mall or in the middle of a, you know, spiritual retreat or somewhere like, you know, just random, a gas station and me not be who I am with you guys on this podcast to who I am randomly in this planet. So I actually had a minor awakening when God sent someone into my life and they really turned on the lights for me and they really showed me, you know, what I was doing to myself and how it was hurting me and how I could change my structure of my life to both be healthier, but also more successful and more productive. And I thought that was super interesting. And it was another huge leap of faith for me because this person came into my life just like out of nowhere, became like one of my best friends. I love him to pieces. And he taught me this lesson about masculinity and femininity and being able to release and surrender and get back into my feminine nature. And I did a whole episode on this one. If you want to go back to, um, it's a private episode. I did it by myself and it talks about masculinity and women and, you know, how to release that and how to let that go. So I think that's about 10 episodes back. If you guys want to revisit that one, it's like 40 minutes, but it's gold, like pure gold. And it will go way more into detail about what I'm sharing. So when that happened in December, I had just this huge amount of grief and grieving for a month before it even happened because I knew it was going to happen and I had made a choice and I made the choice to close Aventura Mall's brick and border. I had a contract with them until January, but I had decided, you know, in December that it was time to let this baby go. And there is nothing quite like letting go of a brick and mortar. It hits you in a way that's like almost similar to like losing a great friend or losing a pet. Like if you've lost like a dog or a cat or even a hamster, like you just love it so much and you invest so much time in it and saw it grow and expand and impact other people and impact you so much for so long. I had had Aventura Mall for years and it was my first location. So deciding and making that choice was just it was scary. It was frightening and it was super intense and emotional. And it was a lesson of letting go and shifting because during that time, it was 
yes, I was burning at both ends, but I could do so much more if I let that go and invested that into everyone that we had met over the years on a virtual level, on services, on retreats, on our other locations. So that became huge for me in January, the new year starting and I have one less location and I'm like, wow. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do guys? <laughs> I felt like I had so much more time, even though I really didn't. My calendar was still back to back full, but it was just mind boggling how much stress was let go almost instantly. I had felt like there was an elephant on my chest for so long and that release was huge for my masculinity and allowed me to start to take a little bit more breaks, but also really target my energy moving forward. So during January and February, I, oh, I'll start with January. The meditation became huge for me and it didn't become a, okay, we're going to do it once thing. It's going to become like, we're doing this. So I was already in my yoga practice for a while and I practice yoga at least six times a week. I do vinyasa primarily and I do vinyasa flow. I don't tend to do yin as much as I probably should, <laughs> but I tend to do vinyasa flow. So that is a physical meditation. I'm talking about the masculine meditation of rest Um. I forgot the tantric word for it at the moment, but if it comes back to me, I'll use that word for anyone that's more tantra based. So settling the mind. My mind, again, was rewiring in a way to balance out my chi, to balance out my energy with the masculine and feminine. And I downloaded an app and this is not a plug, but I guess it's going to be a plug a little bit because I'm just sharing it. But I downloaded... Uh, top 10%, 10% happier. That's what its name is. So I downloaded that app and I dedicated 10 minutes a day to meditating. And I'm on like the streak now. <laughs> and that can be a little bit addictive. But nonetheless, it became super clear for me to plan out my goals and to really capture my emotional health. I used to be told that I would have mood swings, that I was kind of moody, like some days I was really happy and some days I was angry and some days I was, you know, in between chaotic. And I do think that's because I was so in my masculine energy, but also I was just exhausted and I had like a rabbit brain. I was like, I got to go do this, got to go do that. You know, I'm going to go take over this. I'm going to go like, you know, challenge myself over here. Versus when I started meditating, I started learning how to work with my breath. And it helped my yoga practice for sure, but it really helped me with my emotions. So I'm definitely not, this uh, is not monotone by any means, but I am way more collected in myself. When I'm with friends or I'm with, you know, a meeting or my teammates or whatever it may be, I'm slower to speak and I'm more observant and being able to listen and be present whenever I'm with people. I'm not, you know, on my phone 24-7. I'm in the moment. 
meditation really allowed that because it wasn't like I was doing it once a month anymore. It was a ritual. It was a routine. So that became huge for me. And I started that in January on my 10 minutes a day type of mentality, along with my yoga. I will back up a little bit because I actually, no, I'm actually right on, right where I need to be. Perfect. (laughs) So February, I took a plant medicine journey. Um, I was in California. So during that time, I was scared because I had another calling, I'm going to say, where I was told that it's time to let go of my foundation, that it was time to fly. And that was scary because that meant that it was time for me to let go again of a brick and border. And this time it was my mother's store. So I had let go of my baby. And now I felt this huge calling to let go of the mother's store and to go completely online in the Florida location for our products as well as our services. And also for the nonprofit to lift off, it was going to require everything be virtual. And I had this mentality in the past that I would say that I'm not techie. I'm not a techie person. I'm not a technology person. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And I had kind of put myself in this pigeonhole that I couldn't actually go and accomplish things that were technology-based. And I was self-deprecating to myself as a result. So I had to revamp that through my meditation and say, I am gifted in technology. I am knowledgeable. I am very intelligent. I can learn AI. I can learn how to run a podcast. I can learn how to be e-commerce only. And I can learn service-based industries. I can learn how to do the spiritual retreats on an online basis. So I basically said, hey team, this is, what we're, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And they were shocked. <laughs> they were like, you tech? And I'm like, yes, like we are going to go online. We're going to be virtual. We're going to have this podcast and we're going to do the spiritual retreat in Costa Rica and this is where our ship is going. Like I am, (laughs) I'm the captain. So here, here it is. Like, let's go guys. And it was really nice because after the shock, they were so excited. They're like, yeah, let's do it. We can do it. So we started moving operations and we started changing everything. And it was another moment of, okay, just remember, I let go of a long-term relationship I decided not to date anyone and find myself. Then I let go of my first brick and mortar. Now I let go of my second brick and mortar. So I am like releasing the things that hold me grounded in order to try to fly, right? Flying with air, pun intended. So that's happening as really like, it feels like you're surfing a little bit because you're like, okay, we're going this way a little bit, but you can't control the wave. So during that plant ceremony, that release of, okay, let's gut out these fears. Let's gut out this feeling of you can't do it or even imposter syndrome. I had a lot of that that just needed to be 
dove in and purged out. And that happened during February for me. In February as well, I was introduced to Tantra and Tantric practices and sacral energy on a whole new level to where I was like, wow, the identity of being a woman and like in your divine feminine and to hone in on that sacral energy of like sensuality and intimacy. Intimacy became huge for me and to become intimate with people became one of my life purposes, like one of the main chapters of my journey. And I don't mean intimate as in just sexuality, but I mean intimate that when I'm with somebody, I am with them. I am here for their heart. I am here for their soul. I want to look into their eyes and know them. And I also want them to know me. I had been for such a long time, a physically distant person. If somebody wanted to hug me, I kind of cringed and I kind of closed up. And that was the trauma. And that was the fear of being close to somebody. That was the commitment issues. And to let that kind of peel off like a snakeskin was revamping my identity once again. I started offering hugs. I started cuddling more. I started eye gazing. I started doing heart to hearts. Like physically, I'm going to put my hand on your heart and you're going to put your hand on my heart and we're going to talk. And I want to feel your pulse. I want to know you and I want you to know me. And not just in a romantic setting, but like truly just friends. And during that time, I also started acro yoga as a practice and became dedicated to acrobatics and acro way more than ever. And that really helped me with connecting with people and also surrendering. Because when I'm a flyer in acro, which just means I'm the one in the air, I'm the one on top, that I have to really trust my base. I have to trust who's underneath me, you know, not to drop me and to spot me and to, you know, be on my side so I don't fall and get hurt. And that takes a lot of surrender and a lot of release, the letting go. And finding my identity in that became critical uh, to realize that I could trust myself, but now I can also trust others. And we can engage and we can have these beautiful moments and no one has to need or covet something from the other person. It's just enough to be enough. And that sounds a little trite, but what I mean is you as the human that you are and me as the human I am, I'm not trying to get anything from you and you're not trying to get anything from me. We're just sharing this experience of life for a few minutes and it's going to be wonderful because we're going to just accept it for what it is in this moment. Even if we're having a bad time, you know, we're being rained on or we're being, you know, going through something, we're just here and, you know, just grateful for the moment. So that becomes my spring of this year and releasing that and launching everything else becomes just this uplifting terrifying experience of identity and I get to the point where I'm like okay wow I need to let go of some things that are no longer serving me so 
I'm not in the point where I'm talking with that former lover anymore because our spiritual journeys have just separated so much and I really want to grow and I had found myself and I accepted myself and I love who I am and I had found my community of like-minded people that also love who they are and they understand that life is a practice, it's a journey, and we want to make the most out of it. So let's grow together. Let's go deep together. Let's figure this out together and build and, you know, nurture and love together, which will be probably the most hippie thing I say today, but I'm okay with that, guys. I'm so okay with that. So as I walk in now, it's, let's say it's like March. March is the time where I'm like, let's get this going. I am so ready. I am so excited. So I shut down Sunny Isles throughout March and I'm sharing it with all of our customers, all our guests. And we are like all excited. We're throwing out, like planning out all of the retreat for Costa Rica in January of next year. And we're like, okay. And it's just balls to the wall. (laughs) There's no better way to say that. It's just like hustle, hustle. Like I worked so hard in March with that vision and with that mission and I loved it, but I was also able to, you know, share in like my new energy because I wasn't exhausted. I was so energetic based off of understanding everything so much more and it being revealed to me so much more and my spiritual gifts, my reading, my uh, intuition, my psychic, my physical gifts, all of them just are just ignited. My dreams ignited. Everything is just so intensely beautiful and strong, stronger than it had ever been. It just really amazed me how powerful I became through this journey of my identity. And with that, we get to like, uh, May (laughs) and during May, it was like a huge release. Okay, everything's ready. Like there's just one more and it's time. So I decided it's time to rent out my condo and grow my real estate portfolio. And that was always the plan. So it wasn't like a shocker for me to do that. I had planned that I was going to buy that place, live it in a year and then rent it out and then buy another and share in that journey. And that's, became another moment where I'm like, I can become completely nomadic at this point because everything's online and I trust, you know, myself and I can go to where people need me to be. So this is where I get to be, you know, my hands and my feet are for you all. (laughs) It's for businesses that want to have me host their retreats. It's for me to be able to coach online. It's for me to be able to be present with you guys in a whole new level of intimacy. So I can do plant ceremonies anywhere in the world now. If, you know, somebody wants to hire me to be a shamanic experience for you all or for tantric or for emotional development and coaching, I can go anywhere now. And I just think that's just so remarkable that release. It's like air is allowed to travel and fly and be free. Something to kind of wrap up the identity aspect of it is the fact that I had built my own cage and humans, we do that. We love freedom. We work so hard for freedom. We fight wars for freedom. 
And then we go in, we build our own cages and we lock ourselves in and we get afraid that we can't afford the cage and we get afraid that we're alone in the cage and we get afraid that we're always going to be stuck in the cage. And the truth is that cliche is we are only one decision away from a whole new life. And breaking that cage and letting myself have a foundation, but not a foundation with walls around it was huge for my identity and huge for my trust and huge for who I choose to be. So now I can see myself in a whole different light. I can go into a new relationship because I'm ready to start dating again and come into it with knowing that I've done all of the work that I needed to do to feel confident in myself and to realize that I am the table that I'm bringing (laughs) to the relationship. Not what do I bring to the table, but I am the table and I am confident that I, you know, I'm a great partner and that I'm ready for commitment and that I understand the ins and outs of who I am in that emotional regard. That way I can give my all to my partner. And I can be confident in myself and my identity for emotions because I've really learned my meditational practices. I've learned intimacy on a whole new level. And of course, I'm going to keep growing it. And I'm thankful for the journey so much. And I can go deeper. I can have more meaningful connections with everybody in my life. And even was able to repair relationships I didn't think could ever be repaired as a result, which was phenomenal to experience and experience daily. And then the physical. I'm in the best physical shape of my entire life now. (laughs) And I've learned so much through trusting my body and proprioception because when you're in the air, like you really have to understand your body and how it moves, how it flows. Yoga and acrobatics have really just revamped that for me. And then spiritually, spiritually, I'm in a phenomenal place. I, I've had my awakening. I've had some hard hits, as you guys know, and I'm in this place where my gifts are better than ever. Like they're stronger than ever. And I'm trusting my gut. I'm trusting my intuition. And I'm able to provide counsel and guidance to others as a result. And that is so remarkable. My identity year, I can truly say I've never been this happy in my entire life. And that makes me want to cry in a good way, guys. So I'm walking into this next chapter of, you know, my runway year. (laughs) And I'm so happy. Like every single moment, like I, I have frustrating things that happen. I have wants and desires and goals, of course. And, you know, I even have fears, but I'm just thankful. And to be able to call this my identity year, the year where I shed every expectation, everything that was ever placed on me, and I decided to find out who Air was, is so impactful. I challenge you. I don't care if you're 28, or if you're 18, or if you're 38, 48, 58, 68. I don't care how old you are. 
I would like you to take one aspect. You don't have to do it like me. You don't have to take everything and just shake up the snow globe. I promise you, it can be a little chaotic. You don't have to take everything. But I challenge you to take one aspect of your life, your physical health, your emotional health, your financial health, or your spiritual health. I challenge you to take one of them and to really just pretend like the canvas was fresh and make the canvas fresh. Don't even pretend. Make the canvas fresh. You can repaint it whatever way you want to repaint it. If it means leave a job or close a business or transfer a business or do whatever you know, financially you need to do to do that. If it means leaving a relationship that has been dead or toxic even for a long time and to really just be like, I need to figure out who I am on my own. Or if it means to spiritually say, I was raised this way. This was my religion. This is what I was taught. But for a moment, I'm going to pretend that I wasn't taught anything. How would I approach it? What would be my new checklist? What would be my new questions? What would I, what would I do? And when you start painting that new picture and you look back at the old picture and you see the authentic versus the taught, I want you to choose your authentic. It's terrifying and scary and can leave you high and dry sometimes, but it's you. And at the end of my runway year, or beginning of my runway here, and the end of this chapter, this identity year, I can honestly say, I've got my back. I know who I am now. I know it's going to change, and I know that it's going to elevate, and I know that changes are coming, and that's beautiful. But at my core, I know I've got my back. I know my values. I know who I am. I know what I stand for, and I know what I want, and I know I deserve it. Once you do that, and you do that in every aspect of your life, trust me, even a mustard seed of faith here, you're going to elevate. You're going to level up. And it's going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. As always, thank you so much for growing with me and healing with me today. It is happening. Our Costa Rica retreat is now available for signing up, and I will be there with you all. We are going to Costa Rica, a sacred spiritual place that is filled with not only amazing forestry and waterfalls, but also a essence that you have to be there to be able to fully understand. We have a full January 12th through 15th lineup of both Western and Eastern practices 
to help you not only grow on your spiritual journey, but also heal from any setbacks or trauma that has been holding you back for too long. I am so grateful and have been working very hard with Tanya, my co-host, to make sure that this is everything it needs to be for you all, including a self-defense class, Tantra, NLP, plant ceremonies, and more. So go ahead and check it out on the flyingwithair.com website where you can not only put in your $500 deposit, but you can also go ahead and take advantage of that early bird special. We have a limited amount of spots, and I definitely want to see you there. If you've ever needed spiritual coaching or you wanted to come around like-minded individuals, now is your moment. Until then, good vibes and love, and thank you for healing and growing with me today.